we're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and Justin Justin Wagner, our 401k guy. Here we go, folks. We got uh, got a situation, some circumstances. Adriana's ex uh, used to make her 401k decisions. She's recently taken a new job and uh, rolled her previous 401k over. However, it's currently sitting 50% in a bond fund, 50% in an index fund. She was able to roll over the balance of 40000 Uh Her new plan has a whole new selection of funds. That's really common, right, Justin? Very common, yep. Uh, and uh, at least four different funds are in each category. She also has the option to choose a target date fund for 2052. Adriana knows she needs to move out of the bond fund, but really has no idea how to allocate her savings much less what her employer is contributing. Now, employer contributions are a major issue. Uh, you should always try to take advantage of those. It's free money. And a lot of people don't. Uh, I'd say the majority of people don't because yeah. they don't understand the benefit of it. And that's kind of where our role comes in is, hey, this this is free money. Right, there, the There's educator. no strings attached. I mean, this is money that you get for saving money for retirement. Yeah, you get so. incentivized to save. It's right. a, it's an awesome thing. And the yeah. earlier you save, the better off you are. We can talk about all those details later, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about um, maybe, first off, what is a 401k plan? So it's just a vehicle that any employee would use to save money for retirement. And I think the thing that makes a 401k so great is it's automatic. You get your paycheck, the money goes into the 401k, and that's it. You don't have to make a contribution into a separate savings account and figure out how to invest it and this and that. It's all done for you, and it's right. easy. Yeah, so so you make your decision. Um, it's on record, and when the pay comes, that portion of it gets right. diverted that's into it. your plan. You're saving money. And you don't even realize it. Don't realize it. And usually, I mean, you're not going to feel it one for one either, right? So you get tax affected because when you save into a 401k, it's before tax. If it's right? traditional 401k, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are Roth options. That's correct. a good point. So yep. a Roth would be after tax. That's correct. Um, and And the difference there is the traditional actually grows until you begin withdrawing from it. And then as as you withdraw, you're taxed on the money that you take out. As income, correct. As income, mm-hmm. right. And with a Roth, you pay your tax first, and it grows basically forever with no tax no correct. tax effect beyond the first tax, right? That's right. So it grows mm-hmm. tax-free beyond uh, your contribution. All right, so... Um, we're, we're talking about sitting in 50% in a bond fund with a young person. You figure if it's 2018 and she's picking a target date of 2052, um, what's the math work out there? We're about 34 years from retirement, right? That's a little bit, little bit too conservative for somebody that young. Right. Uh, most of us would totally agree with you. Uh, you know, Hensler Financial, we have a 10-year rule that says if you don't need the money within the next 10 years, it should all go into equities. So she should probably be if not all, unless her risk tolerance would say so, if not all, mostly in stock-related investments. So the 50% allocation to the bond fund, 50% to an index fund. Indexing is simple, and most all um, 401k plans are going to include one. Be like the S&P 500. Uh, You could also have an index for smaller cap companies. Um, They should. You'd be surprised the amount of plans that we take over that don't have index options. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so if somebody's uh, interested in just getting exposure to the stock market, they can do it that way. Uh, there's also actively managed funds for usually for large cap, mid cap, and small cap, Correct. which means that uh, they might have a benchmark of the S&P 500, but the uh, the uh, investment is ran by obviously an individual who believes that they can beat it, beat the market through their allocation skills or or their selection skills and yep. um, Quite often they do, um, but uh, somebody like Justin can walk you through how to identify those those uh, particular investments that are available within your 401k, right? Right, and and I think the, you know the thing about a, any retirement plan is it's participant directed, so it's our job to make sure we provide the best fund options available, and then we can work with you to choose those. But at the end of the day, you still have to make that decision on which one that you invest in. And that's why we offer the target dates, which is kind of the easy button approach, if you will, because, look, 95% of people don't know how to invest in their 401k. Right. That's why we can help. But if you don't want to utilize us, that's why we have other funds you can pick from as well. Right. So let's talk a little bit about target dates since they have become so popular. Um, basically, what it does is over time, it changes the allocation from from like in in the case with uh, Adriana, you're going to say she probably starts out with a lot of stocks over time, over the next 34 years. If she stayed invested in that particular uh, target date fund, you would expect that it gets more exposure to bonds as Correct. time goes on and less exposure to equities. Um, but you got to be careful there because all target date funds are not created equal. That is true. Some actually are a bit more risky than others, meaning that they have lots more exposure to to uh, maybe small caps and um, international. international yeah. is a big one, and and less exposure to to uh, bonds when it might be warranted. Correct. So you got to be careful there. Just because you have a target date fund doesn't mean it's the best target date fund. And that's why it's important for us to talk with a plan sponsor to understand what type of employee base we have. Because that's going to drive what type of recommendations we make from from a target date fund perspective. Well, and I think you know, I think the biggest thing is doing your homework and making sure you understand what you want your allocation to be. Exactly. So, you, you know, what we typically recommend is that um, if you're, you know, for, of the growth portion, the majority of that would be in large cap. Yep. Right. And then you would have exposure to mid-cap, small-cap, and international at a lower rate. Yep. Jennifer, let's uh, explore that subject a little deeper when we come back. When we last talked, Jennifer was making a point that uh, uh, it's very important for you to be educated when you're um, trying to make your decisions in your 401k. Quite often, instead of just the large-cap piece uh, at Hensler Financial, we will... Uh, uh, recommend smaller companies, mid caps and small caps and international mm-hmm. at times, just given uh, really it's it's based on your risk tolerance and your situation. Uh, again, you know, if we're taking talking about Adriana, who's got 50 percent in bonds and she's 34 years from retirement, she's a young person with a long uh, investment horizon is what we would talk about. Uh, the longer you have to uh, recover from craziness in the equities market, which happens. I mean, 2008, 2009, we saw the market get cut by from the top of the market to the bottom 52%. It hurts when you lose that kind of money. took till 2015 to overcome that loss. Right. But if you had stayed, I mean, here we are 10 years out, and you've got a significant gain from that point at the bottom of the market 
um, you know, over, uh, what is it, like 16% annualized return yeah, from 2009? I mean, and, and that's from the bottom. If you look at it from the top in 07 to the right. end of 17, it's still 7% yeah. annualized. 7% mm-hmm. annualized. So lost 52 and you're still up 7% annually. Uh, the studies we have show for a long period of time, back to 1925, that the market average return on an annual basis is about 10.5%, a little better than that. So, um, you know, that, that means that you're beating the socks off of inflation, which is really the measure of wealth. It's how much you beat the cost of living increase. Um, and, and then, you know, when you get to a point where you know you're going to need the money within 10 years, you want to set it aside. You want to do away with all the crazy volatility that we know can happen in the financial markets, in the equity markets at least, and uh, hold those bonds so that they too can at least ride along with inflation so that your purchasing power is protected while you wait to spend that money. So, um, And a lot of people look at when they want to retire as their when they're going to need the money. And those two are not necessarily the same time. Absolutely. A lot of people retire, like if they retire at 60, but they have money outside of that 401k to live off of, they don't have to pull money from their retirement accounts until they're 70 and a half. So if they retire at 60, they still have 10 years possibly before they need to pull money from that account. So it's really, you just, you also need to look at it not necessarily as, okay, this is when I want to retire, but when are you going to actually need to pull the money from the account? Right. And, you know, then, then, uh, you know, you're talking about target date funds. Mm-hmm. So when they put those together, they're using rules of thumb, assuming that, that you need to be less risky later in life. And sometimes that's not the case. Uh, if you have assets outside of your 401k, so you've been a great saver, you not only saved at work for your retirement, but you had a little excess or um, adjusted your budget to the point where you can save money, whether it be in a taxable account or whatever it might be, uh, it, you could be in a spot where your spending is covered with another account. So why wouldn't you stay a little more risky? That being the case, you wouldn't want to own a target date fund. Correct. Because you don't have any control over the asset allocation decision there. That's right. And and we, we have a participant in one plan. He's 67. He's got money outside of the plan, but he's in the 2020 target date fund, which is about a 50-50 split between stocks and bonds. Right. Well, that doesn't make sense for him because he doesn't need the money. Right. And he wants to be more aggressive. So that's a perfect example of having a plan that offers target dates, but also other options that will maybe enable that individual to be more aggressive. So an aggressively allocated Vanguard fund. It's an index fund. It's low cost, but it's it's aggressive in nature. Sure. And it won't change. Right. So now, determining what you want your allocation to be based on your goals and objectives, I think, is the most por- you know, important thing. First, you have to decide how much do you need between growth, which is the stocks or, you know, uh, mutual funds that invest in stocks, or and how much you need in fixed income investments. Right. And then once the you bonds. know that, then how how do you then diversify or how do you allocate it in those particular areas? Right. And making sure that you step step back from just the 401k and consider your whole financial picture right. is very important. Yeah. So if you have questions on these things, you can always catch us at 770-429-9166. You call 
Uh, you can ask for Justin Wagner. You can ask for Jennifer Thomas. Uh, either one of them can help you with this question or get you to somebody that can. And, um, you know, these are the kind of things that we get quite often. Um, if you are a business owner and you would like to pursue just how you would uh, how you would go about providing a retirement savings plan for your company, uh, it greats it, it's a great help for uh, employee retention, uh, attracting good talent, uh, various things, and uh, Justin can help you with that. Well, and, and also if you're an employee that's in a retirement plan and you have questions, you should call your advisor on that plan. Right. And if he can't help you, then that's a problem. Yep. So that, that's something else to consider as well. Right, yep. And again, you know, Justin or Jennifer, either one could help right. you there. And if you have an, or if you're an employer and you have a current 401k and want Justin to take a look at it, he can do that as well and give you a yeah, look the most to see if there's something that, you know, he could do better for you. Yeah, the most important piece for, a, for an employer is making sure that your legal duties are covered. The fiduciary liability mm-hmm. is extremely important. Right. So if you don't think you're getting the proper care there, that is absolutely step number one. I mean, this is this is in, interesting, but it's it's also very important that you make sure that uh, that your fiduciary duties have been met. And the costs. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, the sponsors and the employees have no idea how expensive some of these plans can be. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Scott Brown and I will go in, we'll do a benchmark of the plan, we'll get options from other providers and say, hey, here's your cost, maybe it's in line, but we did one the other day where we could save a company 35% based on what they're currently paying, between funds, the record-keeping fees, the administration fees, everything. And that's a big deal because that's more money in a participant's pocket. Right, yep. And um, most employers are also participants. That's exactly right. So it's not only saving everybody else, but it's saving you money too. All right, well, we'll take a break there. When we come back, we'll answer some more of your questions. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.